As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is Your Daily Meds, where we're going to be meditating on God's Word for true medicine for every area of your life. I want to persuade you today of the most important thing. Yes, you know, I find that when I'm listening to people, I can tell how persuaded they are. If you are really persuaded of the gospel... If you're really persuaded, you say things like, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You say things like, I will never lose my salvation, period, end of story. You say things like, all my sins, past, present, and future are forgiven through the work of the cross. Amen. You know, some of us have had this persuasion. We've really believed that, yes, our sins are forgiven. And yet, you know, what I've found in my own person is that there's areas that the gospel of grace has not touched yet. There's areas that the Holy Spirit today wants to take this message of the gospel to bring healing and to bring life because for some reason we've kept the gospel out of that area or we have not had that revelation in that particular spot in our person yet. So allow this message to sink in today and refresh you and go places it has not been before that you might have a fuller salvation and fuller life today. Amen. Welcome to your daily meds. I'm Cassandra Barbato, your host. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and of course, share this episode with the people in your life so they can get that true medicine of God's word. If you want to learn more about the podcast or support us financially, you can go to yourdailymeds.org and there's also links to social media and stuff there. Okay, for some reason this morning, I'm feeling extra, extra fire. I want to persuade you. I want your, your speech to be strong. Not, you know, not leaning in the direction where we say, well, you know, some people might say. If we're still quoting other people's opinions on the gospel, it's because we're not really fully sure yet. Does that make sense? When you know that you know that you know that you've been made right by what Jesus did, and it has nothing to do with what you do, you will be bold. Let me read you a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. He says, Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech. Now, I know that there are people who use great boldness in things that are not, they shouldn't have boldness in. <laughs> but you can tell they're persuaded, can't you? So I want to persuade you today of the gospel. I want to persuade you so that not only are you going to have great boldness in your speech, knowing where God's power is bound up, where it's found. Yeah. 
that you will use that speech to bring people into the truth that they might be set free, but also to persuade the believer who's already had this revelation so that the areas where the gospel has not touched yet will light up even more. Amen, Lord. And I receive it for myself because I know that there, I find these areas where I'm like, man, the gospel had not touched that spot yet. I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 a little bit before this verse 12. Let's start back in verse 6 because I want to show you something that we really need to understand. Many of us are still walking around in death because we haven't learned where we find life. Now, I'm not saying that they're not born again or we don't belong to the Lord. I'm talking about our walk, not our eternal position. All right. We need to be able to decipher that in scripture. Sometimes the apostles are talking about your day to day and sometimes they're talking about your forever. So right now I'm going to talk about your day to day. Okay. If you've believed that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead and you've confessed Jesus as Lord, or you've been baptized, you know, giving your confession of faith, you belong to the Lord. Your sins are forgiven. You're righteous forever. And you have eternal life, regardless of how deeply or or fully you understand that that's your position. You're secured in the Lord. Okay. But you may be still, let me say it this way. We are still experiencing death in our day-to-days, in areas where we have not had the gospel truth light up, yeah, where it hasn't touched yet because of misunderstanding or because we've rejected it for that thing. We're like, nope, grace is for everything but that. (laughs) So let me show you what scripture teaches about where death is found, okay? This is interesting. When I first learned this, I was like, what? What did he say? So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, talking about God. He says, God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, right? Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, I, I want to spend like 10 minutes going over the letter kills. The letter kills, but I'm not going to. So you got to do that on your own. You need to sit down with the word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation about the letter that kills. Yeah. And how the spirit gives life. And just in case you're wondering, well, what letters? It says, but if the ministry of death, soak that in. If the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones, well, what letters were engraved on stones? It was the Ten Commandments. Now, let's be real clear. The Apostle Paul, he goes on to say, it came with glory. It came with glory. Look, the, the Ten Commandments are righteous and perfect and just. They are God's perfect law. Perfect standards of righteousness are found in the Ten Commandments. And yet, it kills. And it's a ministry of death. Hmm. How many of us are still going back and trying to learn the 10 commandments so that we can start walking better? Well, if I understand what God's law is, then I will do better. No, you won't. You will die. It does not produce life. It produces death. And and you may be wondering how that is, but let me take you even back farther. Let me take you back to the garden. There are two trees that are brought up in the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Notice that the tree of life 
is a different tree than the knowledge of good and evil. I, I cannot tell you how many times my own mind goes back to the idea that if I just know the good and know the evil, then I'll be able to do good and avoid evil. And then I will have good things in my life. That's the way our mind works because it's, you know, it's when I should say that's the way our mind works when it's, uh, in, in the direction of the flesh, in the direction of the old man, we have a, I'm my own savior. I am able to accomplish. I'm striving to be better. And when we have this as our mindset, we are going to produce death. And and it doesn't always have to be death of the grave. There can be death of a marriage, death of a relationship, death of a, a job relationship, death of a career. The ministry of death in letters engraved on stones came with glory. So that's the old covenant, right? The old, the old 10 commandments, the, that good, perfect, and righteous and just law of God. He says, so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face fading as it was. And that's all just referencing how that law it came with glory, but it was not meant to last. It was fading. How will the ministry of the spirit fail to be even more with glory? So he's like, look, the old one had glory, but this one is the ministry of the spirit. It's not going to fail to have glory. And you know, there's a fear that I find in believers about abandoning the old covenant mindset or a works mindset, because that's what the old covenant is. It doesn't always have to be just the 10 commandments. It can be a mindset of striving before God to be approved of by him or to be accepted yeah, or even just to be pleasing. I'm going to be pleasing to God because I'm a good boy or girl. This works mindset, it does not produce what we think it's going to produce. And there's a fear, though, of leaving it behind. That if I, if I leave it behind, what, what's going to come? Am I going to start to run amok? Am I going to become a mess? Am I going to, is the addiction going to overcome me? Is what is, what's going to happen? Is my family going to fall apart if I stop trying to, to fix it with, with telling everybody what is good and avoiding what is bad? And we use this message of, of do good, do good, do good, avoid bad, avoid bad, avoid bad, because we think that's the message that's going to produce life and it doesn't. And there's a fear of letting it go. But the apostle Paul here, he's telling us the spirit the ministry of the spirit is going to come with much more glory. If telling people the right ways of behavior had glory. Yeah. And it does. And there are some instances where we can see people really muster up strength to deliver themselves from something that's not good. Yes. And that has some ability to produce glory to a certain extent. But the ministry of the spirit is complete deliverance. Wherever it touches, whatever that thing goes to, it produces healing. It produces health. It produces life. It produces a complete deliverance of sin. Not behavior modification, not, oh, I really want to, but I'm going to strive not to. No, it produces a complete change of heart about it. I don't even want to do that anymore. 
I don't know why. I don't, I don't even understand. I can't even remember what it felt like to want those things. Deliverance, real deliverance is found in the ministry of the spirit. All right. So it goes on. He says, for if the ministry of condemnation has glory, how much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory? The, the first time somebody said, yeah, the 10 commandments is a ministry of death and condemnation. I was like, that person didn't lost their mind. But the apostle Paul wrote it. It's the ministry of death and the ministry of condemnation. And we're still running around with this ministry of death and condemnation thinking that we're going to produce life. And it doesn't. It's the ministry of the Spirit and the ministry of righteousness, which is found in the person of Jesus Christ that produces life. All right, real quick, going on. I'm going to dwell on this forever. Okay. For indeed, what had glory in this case um, has no glory because of the glory that surpassed it. So the old way was surpassed by the new way. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness of speech. When you are persuaded of the gospel, you will preach like a true preacher, one with authority not one who is pulling up the opinions of man, but one who is declaring the truth because you know that you know that you know. You know that you are the righteousness of God and that anybody who receives Christ is that righteousness, whether they have a full revelation of it or not. And you will tell that person, you've been made right. Abandon all other thoughts. You've been cleansed of your sin. Abandon all all other thoughts. You've been given eternal life and you will never die and never be severed from God. Abandon all other thoughts. You've been made right with God by what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. This is the most important thing. There is nothing else. Jesus who he is, what he did, and what he is calling you into, which is faith, that what he accomplished was a perfect work on your behalf. That is the most important thing. The person of Jesus Christ, that tree of life. Let me close with this. There are tree, two trees that are talked about in the garden. One of them is the tree of the ministry of death, and one of them was a ministry of life. And it was a picture right from the beginning of that self-effort versus the gift of God. You see, they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and it produced condemnation and death. And still today, people are eating of this same tree, trying to learn what is good and evil, that they might be their own salvation. And there is a different tree that produces life. It is the tree of the cross. And the fruit of that tree that we are to eat of is the broken body and spilled blood of Jesus Christ. He said, my body is true food and my blood is true drink. And when we eat of that, we are eating the fullness of the condemnation for our sin. It's already been condemned. 
We are eating the fullness of the judgment of our sin. It's already been completely judged by God the Father. We are eating the fullness of the, the consequence of death for our sin. And it means that it's finished. All your sins have been judged. All your sins have been completely had the consequences fulfilled for them. And you and I in the Lord will never know, never experience the condemnation or the death for those things. And this fruit is the fruit that we eat of and eat of and eat of and we share with those around us. Rather than Eve, who took the fruit of the knowledge of, tree, of the tree of good and evil and shared with her husband, we take the fruit of the person of Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of our sins by simple faith, and we share that with others around us. And that is the fruit that produces eternal life forever, and it produces healing and life in abundance in our day-to-day. Amen. So as you're meditating on God's word, and you're seeing that you have been made right with God forever, you be blessed today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Your Daily Meds. Don't forget, you can like and comment, subscribe, and of course, share, share, share this episode so that the people in your life can get the true medicine that they need as well. We've got new episodes coming out Monday through Friday, and they're on all your favorite podcast apps, but you can go to our website as well and listen there at yourdailymeds.org. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.